Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code DNVR, and new customers can bet just $5 on any college football team and get a $200 free bet instantly, win or lose. That's with promo code DNVR only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Well, welcome in. I am Susie Hunter, and look, we got a Susie show today. Patrick has a well-deserved day off. It has been a long season. We need our time. I'm joined by super producer Kale. Say what's up. What's up? What's up? He's here. I love it. We're here in the studio. We're going to have such a good show for you today. We're going to recap the Atlanta series. We are going to talk to Jeff Dooley about what we've seen from Michael Tolley and what we can expect from him going forward. But we're also going to talk about Zach Vina Bunch. He is just an instant star out in Hartford right now. We're going to get through some MLB headlines. And I interviewed my dad. So my dad is a, an immigrant and fell in love with baseball when he got to America. So I thought it would be fun to chat with him. So that is the show that we have going on. But first, let's talk about the game last night in Atlanta, a 3-0 loss to the Braves. The Rockies are now 56-76, and so back two games under, or two games, 20 games under 500. And Chad Cool was not his coolest, but he wasn't that bad. So we got four and two-thirds innings pitched, but those three earned runs, one walk, not so great. Seven strikeouts, not as many as Spencer Strider had, but we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, that fifth inning for Chad Cool was really where things kind of fell apart. He allowed three runs on five hits, including two homers. So that was kind of the end of 
his time there. But yeah, Spencer Strider is an MLB headline right now. He was on the mound for the Braves last night. Eight innings pitch, no earned runs, 16 strikeouts. So guess what? That is a record. That is a record. So he is making a lot of no- a lot of noise, a lot of news right now. Uh, 106 pitches, but yeah, those 13 strikeouts are a Braves record for a nine-inning game. He allowed just two hits in his eight innings pitch. So uh, John Smoltz was the last record holder for Atlanta with 15 strikeouts. That was all the way back in 2005. So yeah, pretty exciting stuff if you're a Braves fan. But yeah, young talent on display last night too. Austin Riley and rookie Michael Harris the second hit solo homers. So that was that was Atlanta. Rockies lost the series. They took one game, lost the other two. But I will say, just overall, a series note. Mets fans were very excited about the Rockies beating the Braves the other night because they are they're neck and neck at the top of that division right now so we got a lot of love on twitter from mets fans and that was that was very nice of them um so yeah what can we say kale what can we say did you watch the game last night uh i watched the first half with you and your dad sitting around a table it was lovely um except for the fact that the rockies didn't really do anything it was exactly they did nothing there's nothing going on in that game for the rockies Um, uh, oh my gosh, what a, what a night. All right. So instead of looking back at the past with yesterday, we're going to look forward to the future. We talked to Jeff Dooley about all the great things happening in Hartford and we had such a great talk. I've known Jeff Dooley for such a long time, so it's always a great chance to, I always love the chance to interview him. So anyway, Kale, let's get that Jeff Dooley interview rolling. Thank you. We are joined by the voice of the Hartford Yard Goats, Jeff Dooley. Now, usually when we have a prospect that has just been called up or about to be called up, you know, we talk to Josh Sushan because he's seen them the most and most recently. That is not the case here, I feel like, because you have seen so much Michael Tolia in the past couple of seasons. um, And now all of a sudden, here he is, a major leaguer, number 44 from the Yard Goats, right? Yeah, absolutely. 44. It's amazing. So many guys going through and and five from last year's club, one from this year's club. So it is really cool. But he's so deserving, Susie. 31 home runs now with his first major league one under his belt. Uh, He set the Yard Goat single season record, broke Montero's record from last year. Um, He had 22 and, and Michael hit his 23rd on the road in Reading against the Phillies affiliate. And next thing you know, he's off to AAA and absolutely killed it with the isotopes. And, you know, he's just worked so hard at, you know, what he's accomplished this season. And it's just so gratifying, I think, to see someone like that go up and and not only get a chance to uh, get to the big leagues, but contribute. And I know we hit that first home run last night. He's played in, a, in, a, in his first two games. So he's, I think, someone that's going to be really, really good. He's got a lot of talent. Uh, he's a very good defensive first baseman. And as you saw the other night, he's someone that can play the outfield as well. Yeah, for sure. Were you surprised with how quickly he moved from yard goat to Colorado Rocky? I was, yeah. Uh, and I think only because he wasn't on the roster. The, the goal for most of the players that are eligible for the 40-man is to get on that roster. And he wasn't. I thought that was probably the only thing prohibiting him from going to the big leagues this season. I thought for sure next year because he would have that chance to get on the roster. But I think it's a great move. I think a chance to go up there and and let Bud Black see firsthand what he can do. I know we've seen him in spring training, but to see his work ethic and how he can impact a game with that bat, 
he was he got off to a somewhat of a slow start with us. He was he was always hitting for power, but in terms of average. But I thought the last certainly the last two months of the season, he cut down on the strikeouts. He was walking more. And then really the last two weeks at Hartford, he was he was smoking the ball, even even his outs where it really hit the really hit hard. Oh, wow. Yeah. You mentioned his kind of slow start. So when we spoke with him just right before he got called up, he was talking about how, you know, he's always had that potential for power, but he wasn't as consistent. So he's made some tweaks this season. So I guess that probably contributes to that rocky start. Yeah. What was that transition like over the course of this season? Well, he's very similar to Aaron Judge in the fact that he's a, he's a guy that he's big, right? So he's got a lot of moving parts. Um, and not to break down the mechanics, the mechanics of hitting, but he did have to make some adjustments. I mean, he's not this guy that is six foot that you can just kind of have that compact swing. He's got to get a lot of the things moving. He's got to make sure that he gets his foot down for that fastball so he doesn't miss it. And then also make sure that he stays back on the breaking stuff. And I know he's seeing a lot of breaking balls and change-ups his second tour of duty at double a. So I thought he made the transition nicely. He never got away from what he was trying to do. He never got down uh, talking to our manager and our hitting coach. They were just so impressed that he just, he, he took each at bat as, okay, let's, let's try to get better and not, you know, sulk if you go over five with four strikeouts, because that's what happens with a lot of power guys. And he really, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be afraid to go up and take a walk in a situation that maybe we needed a home run, but he, I just thought that he really matured and it was just so good to see him get to that next level in AAA and then just continue the process and never get away with what the goal was, was that was to just continuing to improve. And now obviously he's, he's done it. He's in the big leagues. Yeah. That mental component too is just so crucially important. Um, all right. So, you know, now we've seen, you know, Michael Tolia leave the Yard Goats. He mentioned that this was such a special group, that this Yard Goats team was a very special group to him. Um, I mean, how is it now that we've seen some familiar faces move on? We've seen some new faces come in. What is the energy like in Hartford? It's a good group. I mean, it's a really good group. I, I think you talk to the players and they say it's a very similar to a college team. They've got that goat head that they went out and got, they stick it out there and they stick it looking towards the other dugout at the opponent. They love each other. If you, if you hit a home run, you have to put the goat head on and run through the dugout and they pat you on the back. Um, there's ice water showers during our post game interviews on MILB t television. So it's a really fun group. A lot of the players say it's the most fun they've had since college. It's, it's, it's really, they, they pull for each other, which is great to see. And the team's still in the pl playoff hunt. They just missed out in the playoffs in the first half and they still got a chance in the second half. And, you know, we just got Zach Veen up from high A. He's the Rockies number one prospect. He hit the game winning home run the other night. It was a go ahead shot in the seventh inning to lead the goats to victory. So, there's a there's a very talented group, I think, in Hartford. And, you know, I think leading that way was totally and he well deserved that he's in the major leagues now. But there's uh let me tell Rocky fans, there's some there's some talented guys on the way up for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of Rockies fans are so excited about the prospects on their way up and to hear that also they're having such a good time. It just makes me want to see them all playing together at the major league level even more. Yeah, I've been doing this, as you know, Susie, for a long time. And I've always felt that, you you know, and and the goal is to get up to the next level. And it's more about development. We all know than winning. But I've always felt that winning is part of development. And if you can learn how to win and be a good teammate at the minor league level, 
that down the road is going to lead to wins in Denver. And hopefully that is what we see down the road uh, with the Colorado Rockies. These guys are learning how to go to, to battle each night and pull for each other. And, you know, those guys at some point, in, um, uh, that core group is going to hopefully play in, at Coors Field. So that that's the that's what the hope is, is they uh, they can win a few games for the Ghosts, maybe get this Hartford club to the playoffs and then down the road, help Colorado maybe uh, win the division out west. Yeah. All right. Now we need to talk about, you mentioned a little bit about Zach Fien. I feel like there is just such a buzz around him. He is the Rockies' top prospect. Now he's in double A. He's hitting your game-winning home runs. What's it like? Been ha- What has it been like having him around? Well, he's a baby. He's 20 years old. So he, he's just getting his feet wet at the at this level. It's a huge adjustment. If you, you talk to the players, the pitchers and the hitters, they'll always tell you the biggest transition in the minor leagues is going from high A to double A. And he hit the big home run the other night, um, which was great to see. But he, he's going through the, the adjustment period. He's not most of the time. I mean, everything is better. I mean, the pitching is better. The hitting's better. The defense is better. And he's hit some balls that were probably two weeks ago, doubles in, at high A. And all of a sudden, this great center fielder makes the catch and, and you're out. So, um, but he's he's a special talent. Um, we're excited this weekend. He's going against Andrew Painter, who's one of the top arms in minor league baseball. He's with Philadelphia, uh, Phillies organization. And they were back-to-back Gatorade players of the of Gatorade Player of the Year in high school in Florida. Zach won it the first year, and Painter won it the second. So they'll be facing each other on Saturday. So that'll be a fun contest for both of those kids. But he's uh, he's a special talent. Talking to our coaches, I mean, they think he's got the tools to be really special when he gets to the major leagues. But again, you hate to put that pressure on him. He's getting a lot of hype. Obviously, being the Rockies' number one prospect, being their first pick a few years ago. Um, so we're going to let him mature. I'm sure he's that we'll see in Hartford to start next year. But yeah, he's uh, he does have some of the things too, that you just can't teach. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, 20 years old. He can't even go to Pig's Eye yet. He cannot. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he can't even go yet. Um, how is he? I guess mentally and like, I guess how is his um, how's his mentality right now as he's going through these adjustments? Um, what have you noticed? I think he's got a really good personality. He doesn't seem to get too high or too low. And I, I think that's key because, I, as you know, this is a game of failure. So uh, you, you just have to – you can never get too high or too low. He's getting a lot of media attention. You know, we were on the road and, you know, some reporters want to talk to him uh, right when he got called up, obviously, because of who he is. He's getting a lot of attention here with the media in Hartford. Um, but he's having fun with it. It doesn't seem like he takes himself too serious, you know, but then once obviously the game starts, it's all about baseball for him. And he's got just blazing speed. I think he's, he might be the fastest base runner I've seen since Byron Buxton played for this franchise back when he was in double a, uh, and this, this franchise was, was affiliated with the twins. I mean, he does have some just unbelievable speed up the line. He's still 50 bases this year in a ball. Now, in double-A, they've shut the running down a little bit. He's realizing that it is a different adjustment. Pitchers holds. They're better. They'll change their timing to go to first base. They'll deceive you a little bit. Um, and the catchers, obviously, are better as well. So um, the the base stealing is slowed down a little bit. Um, you know, I don't think he's going to steal 50 bases, uh, you know, in, in Hartford this year. But that being said, he does – He's got great speed, and he's he's a really good base runner too. So again, it's a work in progress, and I think the ceiling for him is really really high. 
Nice. Uh, you know, the Rockies could use someone who steals a lot of bases because we are one of the lowest, I think, in all of baseball in terms of stolen bases. That is an energy that will be very welcome in Denver come that day. Um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, what do you think? Just totally hypothetical. What do you predict his timeline would be as he's going through this maturing, through developing at double A, through making this adjustment? How soon do you think we could see him here in Colorado? I really know. I didn't think if you asked me about Toldy, I would say probably next year. So I'm bad to ask about. <laughs> That's a cop on your question. But I, I think he's he, he's he's got a he's still got to grow a little bit. You know, mm -hmm. he, we, he's been here for two weeks and he was you know, he spent most of the season at, at high A. So, I mean, my guess is, you know, from what I've seen in the past, he's probably someone that will start at double A next year. And you see how he gets off if he gets off to a good start and then continues to have a good season like Michael Tolia did this year, then there's a chance he goes to AAA, and then you just never know um, if there's a need. At the, you know. And then the other thing you throw in is the injury. I mean, obviously you hope, you hope that the Rockies can stay healthy, but during the course of the season, there could be a need be at a position. And, you know, I think if a, a major league team feels that that best guy is in AA, hey, let's bring him up, even if it's for, for short term. Um, that guy doesn't always have to be in AAA. I mean, some sometime that, that guy is in AA. So I think once you get to the upper levels of the minor leagues, you are a phone call away and you just need to be major league ready. So um, when that is, I, I'm really not sure. I mean, again, I've, I've seen him for two weeks. I I like what I see, but but he's he's going to need to continue to work. You know what Zach Veen does have? He already has some major league swag because he went viral during the Futures game for his cleats. Uh, what kind of swag is he bringing to Hartford right now? <laughs> yeah, I saw those cleats in the first game, and I said, oh, boy, bright yellow. I said, I'm going to have to have a little talk with him. And he warmed like the first three games of the season. I don't think he's broken them out, though, at home. So I, I was just about to say something to him, and then I didn't. But um, talking to some of the younger kids, are like, oh, I asked my son about it. He goes, oh, no, Dad, those are real cool. So I guess I'm not cool, maybe. I don't know. But, um, yeah, he's got some uh, – he's got a mustache going on right now. He wears the headband. He said that's the cool thing. And he's um, – He's a he's a fun guy to be around. I mean, I think he's someone that'll be for Rocky fans. They'll be real easy to root for, for sure. Oh, I love to hear that. Um, any cool promotions coming up in Hartford? Anything interesting? Any good bobblehead giveaways? Give me the key. Had, had the Mike Golick Jr. bobblehead doll the other day. So that was fun. Um, hat night. Uh, the winter cap night was the other night. And then we have a postgame concert coming up on Friday. Um, Rob Bass, it takes two. Yeah, yes! you might have to fly in for that one, Susie. So there's, there's always something going on. And I'm sure with uh, the, the Yankee affiliate Somerset coming in next week, we'll have action packed uh, promotions as well. So uh, we miss you dearly, though. Hopefully you get a chance to go back to Hartford at some point. Oh, I know I miss Hartford so much. So I'm just glad that we got to do this catch up session here on my podcast. Uh, always, always enjoy talking with you. All right, Jeff Dooley, Voice of the Yard Goats, thank you so much for joining us. Have a good one. All right, thanks for having me. I always love talking to Jeff Dooley. I always love talking about Zach Veen. I want to see that swag up here in Colorado soon. Veen season. Veen season. <laughs> Let's go. Kale is on the Zach Veen hype train, and we love to see it. All right, we're going to get into some headlines around, uh, around baseball. But first, we've got to shout out our amazing our amazing sponsors. 
But first, we're going to talk about us because listen, listen up, fam. It is football season. Most importantly, it's tailgate season. And if you're not a member already, you are missing out on price breaks for Broncos tailgates and now the Nuggets party bus, the annual membership that comes with a free shirt from dnvrlocker.com. You get a member-sized beer at the DNVR bar, which is reopening so freaking soon. You get extra raffle tickets at all of the watch parties to win free gear. And we've got literally the best gear I've ever seen and all access to our members only discords. You don't have to worry about politics or jerks. You can just chat with everyone about your favorite sports in our lovely community. If you're not a member yet, don't fret. It's only 50 cents for your first month at thednvr.com. And listen, we can't move on without talking about light shade. We have to tell you about the relief and recovery creams from Escape Artists. It's the highest awarded topical brand in Colorado that prioritizes quality and consistency. Escape Artists produces those, these creams to help penetrate deep muscle tissue discomfort, and it's fast absorbing. Plus, they aren't greasy, and they aren't going to stain your clothes or your sheets. And the best part, you can find them at your local light shade dispensary. There are 11 in the Denver metro area. Lightshade has premier selection of cannabis, uh, has a premier selection of cannabis concentrates, top shelf flower, edibles, tinctures, accessories, and more. And now podcast listeners get 25% off non-sale items with code DNVR. You can shop online at lightshade.com or pick up at a Lightshade location near you. The closest one to here at the bar, 6th Ave. It's only eight minutes away from here. They've got great stuff. And listen, if you're watching us on Avaca TV, thank you. And if you're not, you you need to hop on the train. Listen, the only issue with the Nuggets and the Avs right now is that you can't watch them at home. But guess what? That has all changed with Avaca TV. You can watch the Nuggets, the Avs, and more. You can get other Colorado teams you love, like the Rapids, Mammoth, coverage of CSU Rams, Denver Pioneers, and, of course, they've got our Colorado Rockies all in one place. The service is now available up and down the Rocky Mountain region, so in Denver, Colorado Springs, Phoenix, Boise, Twin Falls, Idaho, Twin Falls is in Idaho. <laughs> Why did I say it like that? But yeah, the bottom line is Avaca TV has altitude sports. All you have to do is go to avaca.tv slash Colorado or Avaca TV slash DNVR. Uh, there are zero hidden fees or contracts. It's just $25 a month plus the receiver. Plus the price is locked in for two years. Never worry again with Avaca TV and enjoy nuggets and abs once again. Oh, wait, there's one more thing. Use code Colorado 10 for $10 off the first three months. So now only $15 per month to start. There's no contracts, no catches. Avaca TV is made for the champions of the remote. Kayla, are you a champion of the remote? A champion of the remote. You were the champion of that soundboard too. Thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for making us sound good. All right, listen, we've got some baseball headlines to get to. It's time for some Sue's news. And we've got news music to go with it to set the tone. So Chicago White Sox manager, Tony La Russa, is out indefinitely right now with an unknown 
or unspecified rather medical issue. He's 77 years old. Okay. So he is right now in Arizona, um, undergoing some medical tests. He missed Tuesday night's game there against the Kansas city Royals after being there for pregame. And then within an hour of first pitch, he was advised by doctors to not manage the game. So Miguel Cairo will continue to manage in the meantime, but yeah, it's been kind of a rough season for the White Sox, not quite living up to the potential that people had for them heading into this season. And even on Friday, the fans at home made that very clear. So when Chicago lost 7-2 to the Diamondbacks, it was the team's fourth loss in their last five games. They got booed. That's some Philly stuff right there. That's not Chicago stuff. So yeah, they got booed by their own home fans. I do wonder... I hope the stress isn't getting to Tony LaRusso. It probably is. You have to wonder. He's 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 up there. He's fallen asleep during games. I am highly concerned about Tony LaRusso. Highly concerned. I, I mean you should be. The dude looks his age, to say the least. He does. All right. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers, Tony LaRusso. And to our CHGO White Sox fam for sure. Please keep us updated. Um really cool news. Otani did something new in Major League Baseball that's never been done before. He's the first player in Major League history to hit 30 home runs and record 10 pitching wins in the same season. So once again, we are witnessing a yes, we are witnessing a once-in-a-lifetime player. And of course, he has to be on the Angels where it is nothing matters, <laughs> truly. Um more records. Um, Albert Pujols broke a record. He is just having such a fantastic end to his career right now. Such a fantastic final season. So he broke a major league record on Monday. He homered off of his 450th new pitcher. So he's homered off of 450 different pitchers. That one was off of Cincinnati lefty Ross Detweiler. So, yeah, that's also 60, 694 home runs. He is closing in on that 700 home run milestone. That's also something we're not going to see for a long time. Like maybe Juan Soto because he's so young, but we're not going to see that for a very long time. So we should be like soaking this in while we can. Soak it in while we can because this is once in a lifetime stuff. This is what a time to be a baseball fan. What a time to be a baseball fan. But every time is a great time to be a baseball fan. It's going to be... Imagine how great it's going to be when, once it's Veensies. Veensies! Um, And then another note. Adidas dropped Fernando Tatis Jr. as a partner. They told ESPN that... They had a whole statement. Sports should be fair. And they have a clear doping policy. And since... Tatis Jr. broke that. They will not be working with him moving forward. So that is, those are some headlines. Another really cool headline, the DNVR bar is opening really soon. We got to hang out on Thursday night and try all the new menu items. Literally so good. But also it was so good to see all the Nuggets guys again now that they're finally back from Serbia. We are. We are back from Serbia. Welcome back. Um, Thank you. And uh, Kale was also there, of course, and he took some incredible pictures, and I want to see them, and I want to talk to you about them. I want to hear some stuff about your trip. Yeah, where do you want me to start? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so the trip was just incredible. Uh, we really, like, the, the overarching takeaway for me is just how hospitable the people there are. Mm -hmm. I mean, the hospitality was unlike anything I've ever experienced. I mean, it really 
felt like we became minor celebrities or whatever you, you guys were major celebrities in yeah, Serbia. <laughs> it was it was crazy um so uh i'll start with one of my pictures just because like that's like the whole point of the trip we were out there was learning about the game of basketball mm-hmm. so this this picture i called the beautiful game and this is this is down, oh yeah, this is down near where they have a memorial um, sort of statue next to where both Red Star and Partisan, two of the club sports clubs there. Mm-hmm. And it's nestled in the fortress that's in the middle of the city. Oh. So it's like the most picturesque, beautiful place you could ever have a pickup game of basketball. Um, so I took that picture there. Nice. These are gorgeous. I took this picture right at the elementary school where Jokic went. Um, so this is a giant Jokic mural. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Yeah, this is a giant Jokic mural. And then like this is the basketball court that's by the mural where he uh, was playing his first hoops. Oh, stop it. I know, isn't that that's cool? Th- this is the origin story right here. And then finally, I have... This picture, which uh, I called a love letter to Belgrade, just because it was, I had the best week, one of the best weeks of my life, and I miss it already, and I, this picture actually went viral on Serbian Twitter, which was pretty (laughs) rad. (laughs) I mean, this is a gorgeous picture. This is also giving me, like, San Francisco vibes with the, um, the The rails, the trolley rail, the hills. This is gorgeous. Belgrade gives off some San Francisco vibes while you're there. Similar size cities, a little bit smaller, actually, but. Mm -hmm. very hilly and everything goes down to two rivers so it's like a very i don't know it's a beautiful place we had a beautiful time and i apologize that my words are a little bit jumbled because i'm not usually on podcasts (laughs) (laughs) we all i wanted to i wanted you to have a space to talk about your your trip even though it's nuggets trip it was like such an amazing trip just because of the people we got to meet uh, everybody there was so kind to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went to this meal at this place called Ambar and we were there for like five and a half hours and they just kept bringing us food and kept bringing us food and kept bringing us food oh. and Rakia and we were trying all these different things and then we had to leave early actually to get to one of our meetups and um, <laughs> it was crazy. They wouldn't let us pay at the end of the night. <sighs> like it was just like the hospitality was unreal. We learned so much about history and how the Balkan area is sort of like the cradle of basketball culture in Europe. Hmm. Some people might disagree with that, but from what we learned uh, and just the history, how rich the basketball history in that country is and just the sports culture that exists there in general and why some of the top athletes in this in the world come out of this tiny little country mm-hmm. um, by comparison to yeah. the superpowers, right? So like way disproportionate. I mean, they've got the t- one of the top tennis players and top basketball players in the world coming out of this country right now. A tiny so, country, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I don't know how many people there are, but Belgrade, the Belgrade area is only like two and a half million people. So it's kind of like the size of Denver-ish. Yeah. And it's just like, imagine like if half of the elite athletes from one from the United States just came from the Denver metro area. (laughs) It'd be really wild. So it was really cool. Um, We had a great experience and I hope everybody else at DNVR gets a chance, you know, at some point in their career here to go cover an event like that Greece um, Serbia game that we got to cover and go to and experience the culture around it for a week. So 
that's I'll let that be my two cents. Yeah, we're I mean Patrick and I Patrick and I are now pushing for a Venezuela trip. <laughs> love that. Love that. Would love to see it. We would we would do well there. Um uh, yeah, so I thank you for sharing these stories. It was so yeah, it was great seeing y'all at the bar last night. You guys also got to meet my dad. My dad is in town. We did get to meet your dad. My dad is in town. My dad decided to pop out here at the last minute. Uh, so I brought him to the bar. I'm glad you and Riley got to see my favorite game that I play with my dad, where I give him a $20 bill and he trades me for a $50 bill. What a great game. It's a great game. It seems better for you than for your dad. I always but win. I appreciate it. <laughs> It's a very good game. It's very creative too. Um, but yeah, having my dad in town has been super fun. He gets to, he's gotten to see, you know, what we do here. Cause obviously I have to bring him to work with me. But the other thing is, so my dad is from Poland, didn't move here until he was 13 years old. So had very limited knowledge of baseball until he got here. But then when he did get here, he absolutely fell in love with it. So I, I interviewed my dad. Everyone should interview their parents at least once, but I talked to my dad about his baseball origin story. So, Kale, let's roll it. All right, so I want to talk to you about baseball because you came to America from another country and you came from Poland. Baseball wasn't really a thing over there, but you were telling me a story the other day, or you were telling me yesterday, about how you played baseball, kind of. In your elementary school. Way, way different version. Way different version. It's, yeah. Uh, not really sure if they had any idea what, what baseball really was. But we had a bat. <laughs> and a tennis ball. <laughs> you played so with a tennis ball? That's what, yeah, they, we used the tennis But, you know, this was like fourth grade or something, yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, wait, when you got to... America and you saw like real baseball. I mean, what did you think? What were your impressions of it? Oh, I that was just uh, just fell in love with it. And you know, first time we go up and they, t- they show me how to hold a bat and swing, and I started hitting. And they were like, "What are you doing? How are you hitting it? You you never played baseball." And you just you know, you just you, know, you just do your thing, you know. I just loved it ever since. And I you know I studied all the statistics and you know. Uh, Every day, you know, just reading the paper back then, you know, just reading the paper. <laughs> we don't do that anymore. Yeah, but that definitely a lot of studying, and it was just involved, you know. I thought I was going to bring baseball back to Poland, you know, just bring back, you know, a few hundred gloves and get team, you know, kids playing, you know. And it never happened. <laughs> Actually, then, yeah, then you grow up, get married, have kids, and, and then you're teaching them how to play baseball. <laughs> yeah. Um, you told me at one point sometime that when you were younger, you would like draw up plans for, um, for baseball fields, you know, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I was saying. Yeah. I thought I was going to bring baseball <laughs> back to Poland and, uh, you know, bring a few hundred gloves and get few b- bunch of kids and, you know, draw how you're going to have like a smaller scale stadium. And, and that's, that's what I did. I, I really thought when I grew up, that's what I was gonna do, and and slowly, like I said, life took things changed. It's tall. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh my God. no, it was it was great. I can't complain about you know, my direction that life took. But yeah, you, yeah, that's you got to be pliable and adjust to what ge- life gives you. You know, sometimes yeah. even lemons can be good, right? <laughs> 
That's where lemonade came from. And Are you calling your three daughters a bunch of lemons? <laughs> no, there were the the oranges and the avocados. <laughs> <laughs> the good fruits. Um, so who was who were the big players when you got here that you first were a fan of? <sighs> Lezinski, Schmidt, Carlton, Steve Carlton. Oh, you gotta love Steve Carlton. I mean, he's such a great pitcher and that's you know the character I think it was a lot of it you know these players had such a solid character they weren't phased by the media so much that uh, yeah I think I think it's coming back slowly we we kind of maybe eliminated some of the you know the Dion's you know <laughs> not that Dion was that bad but yeah sometimes a little you know, too much of a <laughs> spotlight hog. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you remember when we saw Greg Lazinski at Citizens Bank Park and we didn't recognize him for like a solid <laughs> two minutes? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, I, I think I, yeah, I was a little surprised. I thought he would be more warm. And yeah, he was just uh, probably saw a few thousand fans already. So it was probably just like in there goes another, you know, old man that, you know, oh, you're my hero. <laughs> I mean, he probably would have been a little warmer if we didn't just ask him where the vegan cheesesteak was. <laughs> I don't remember that, about the vegan cheesesteak. No. Yeah, that was that was what happened. So we were looking for the vegan cheesesteak. He was sitting in that booth next to his barbecue stand. So it looks like he's just a guy who knows where places are. And he is. <laughs> But he's also Craig Lazinski. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that was that was you know it was still nice to see him at his little stand, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know by finally meeting the you you know your hero. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it, it, you know just baseball, you know when you're at that age, that's you know everybody's you know there's a lot of guys that you admire, you know, and uh, and uh, you know. Phillies of players are just some of them. I, you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates were also, you know, a great team, and mm-hmm. you know, I loved the you know, the Willie Stargells and the Ed Ott and the Mel Ott. <laughs> Actually, got a foul ball from from one of them. You know, oh, I think it was Ed. Mm-hmm. Ed Ott, it was the catcher for in Philly at the vet. From, uh, yeah, and, and yeah, I was uh, sitting. Upper deck, right behind first row, upper deck, right behind home plate, and here it comes. And that ball has a lot of spin when it comes at you. I know you've mentioned a couple of times you're very pro net. <laughs> well, yeah, it's uh, I just see so many people just not paying attention and, and getting hurt. I mean, when you girls came to the game there's several times where the balls came you know within like three four feet of our heads and you know and nobody pays attention <laughs> so yeah I, I'm glad to see that they they did do something and that's you know it's a perfect solution actually yeah you always bring a glove to the game though and you're going to the Rockies game on Monday I don't know where you're sitting yet but are you going to bring a glove and try to catch stuff oh yes <laughs> I'm gonna even if you know if I have to step on somebody's shoulder, you know, to to get up a little <laughs> higher, you know. 
Now, if you caught one and a kid was right next to you, what would you do with the ball? Oh, I'll give it to the kid. It's it's all about the kids, you know. Yeah. But you would you would probably run over a kid to get the ball, right? <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> I would make him work for it, you know. All right. Well, Dad, Andrew, thank you for joining me. Thank you for letting me ask you questions. Well, thank you for having me, Susie. <laughs> I gave him literally no notice that I was going to interview him. I was just like, all right, come on, let's go outside. I'm going to ask you some questions. So he's very caught off guard, but it was so great to talk to him. I'm glad I could show off his hybrid Philly Poland accent to all of you guys. But before we get into looking forward to this upcoming Red Series, we got a shout out the American Raptors. This rugby club is composed of crossover athletes. And they just ended their first season five and five, which is pretty great for former athletes coming together for the first time and putting their skills to the test. Now, if you haven't heard of the American Raptors, they are Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team. The American Raptors are athletes who have competed at the highest level of their respective sports, coming from backgrounds in football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, track and field. So these guys possess all of the necessary skills to excel at the game of rugby. So what's the best thing about hitting up an American Raptors game? They're completely free. You heard that right, free. So head over to AmericanRaptors.com and grab your free ticket for an for the upcoming season. And if you can't make it to a game, AmericanRaptors.com will be streaming all of them from their website. So check it out. And what's even better, our guy Colton Strickler has it all covered for you on the weekly DNVR Rugby podcast. So hit that subscribe button. If you didn't get a ticket and you want if you didn't get the ticket you wanted, rather, as an elite athlete, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park. Rugby may just be your next ride. So follow him and our DNVR Rugby account to keep up on all the latest news. Learn rugby with Colton's 101 Rugby podcasts, exclusive interviews with athletes and coaches, and provides betting advice for Super Rugby that starts at the end of February. So you can get all of that and more at AmericanRaptors.com. Sounds incredible. All right, so the the Rockies have arrived in Cincinnati. So this series coming up. The Rockies are heading into this series 56 and 76. The Reds are 51 and 78. So we'll see what this matchup looks like. From Friday's game, we've got Kyle Freeland versus righty Lewis Sessa. That game starts at 440 Mountain Time. So in just a couple of hours, Saturday, we are slated to see Herman Marquez versus lefty Nick Lodolo. And Sunday, Jose Urania versus Chase Anderson. Joey Votto will also be in the Reds booth on Valley Sports Cincinnati. He was in there last night, too. He'll be back for more. He's been on the IL, so he's just been doing a lot of he's been doing a lot of appearances. He's been doing a lot of interviews. He is just the go to personality. And I love to see that. Kayla, are you a Joey Votto guy? Don't even know who it is. <gasps> well, we're going to change that for next week. Next time we do a Susie show, you will know all about Joey Votto. I think you would love him. Okay. Note taken. Note taken. I love it. All right, guys. We will be back on Sunday. Both me and Patrick will have a live post-game show. We'll break down the whole Red Series. We'll see how it goes. But until then... You can follow us at DNVR underscore Rockies on Twitter. You can follow Kale at... I'm at Kale Sorbo. The Kale's with two L's. Two L's. 
who else? Um, I am at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. And guys, this has been so fun. Thanks for joining me for this very special Susie show. But you know what they say about closing shows? Momentum. Someone says something about momentum. I don't know anything about closing a show. But anyway, we will see you again on Sunday.